You're listening to Titan Nature's Yellowstone, a podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Sponsored by Think Tank Photo. Think Tank Photo designs camera carrying solutions for working professionals. Welcome to another episode of Titan Nature's Yellowstone. It is the end of the month. It's June 30th. And if you haven't been listening, what that means is I'm going to do a, a report, a monthly report for the month of June. And where I'm going to start at is it is hot out there. I just did a quick look on the internet to try to find some uh, weather reports as far as what June was. Our, our average, well, so Yellowstone Lake hit a record this month. Uh, the record was 79 degrees. And you got to figure that Yellowstone Lake is average 7,700 feet elevation. You think, well, 79 degrees, that's not that hot. Uh, the last time that it got close to that was in 2007 with a high of 78 degrees. And so our average temperature in Yellowstone is like 68 degrees in June, in the month of June. And it seems like all month we've been in the 80s. And it's just been hot, hasn't been cooling off at night. Which, you know, actually is surprising because I was, I was really thinking that it would affect the wildlife more than what we've seen. You know, I probably haven't seen as much um, as years past, but I think that has a lot more to do with me not being out as much this, this month. I mean, I've just been, I've been busy. I haven't been guiding as much. I've been maybe three days a week uh, trying to get my business going. I have employees out, so I'm getting a lot of reports from them. And the reports from them have been great. They've been seeing some great things. And so let me go over and start with, um, I want to start with Steamboat Geyser. So Steamboat Geyser has not gone off since May 31st. Previous to that, it was 26 days that it had uh, had been quiet. So that's pretty long. So we're starting to see these kind of lengthen. And so it could go again. And it seems like if I remember right in the past, it's kind of what it did is it was phasing out, the eruptions would get longer and longer apart, and then all of a sudden it's four years till another major eruption. And so Steamboat, if you're going to see Steamboat, there's not a great chance, but you never know, it could, it could go again any day and just get active again. It's one of those that is not predictable. And so as far as other things happening in the geyser basins, I haven't heard about many changes. And I can't remember if I mentioned these, these last time, uh, Mud Volcano at Dragon's Mouth, there was a big cave in there. And so that's, that's changed. We've watched the water temperature, you know, drop just by looking at the water and what's happening. Uh, Abyss Pool over at West Thumb is, is dropped. And I've gone by there a few times and it hasn't changed. It's still down. But in general, I haven't heard about many changes. The good news is Old Faithful is still faithful. If you're coming to see Old Faithful, as of right now, it's still erupting and it's, uh, putting on a great show, well, multiple shows every single day. Going beyond that, um, let's get into the wildlife. They've got my favorite thing. This, I think this is what, uh, as far as wildlife, let's start with wolves. And wolves, they've, they're, they're still very active, um, different parts of the park. Lamar Valley is going to be your, your best blip to see wolves. And I think every trip that I've done into Lamar Valley this, this the month of June, We've been successful in finding wolves. And I think that goes with my guides as well. And so wolves have been good. And so Hayden Valley, 
June started off pretty good for wolves and be able to see the wolf puppies out there. It, uh, it's kind of faded off as it's, we got further into June. Can't say why. It just that's that typically is what happens in Hayden Valley. You have them active for a while. You can watch them, you know, and then they they get moved. You know, maybe they're just on the other side of the hills and we can't see them. So you still get occasional wolf in uh, in Hayden Valley, but Lamar Valley is definitely a place to be. And the puppies, I think the high count on puppies from last I heard was eight um, in that Junction Butte pack. And that puts it somewhere around 30 wolves, plus or minus, on the, 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 the population of that Junction Butte pack up north. And so watching the puppies, from they're still at the den area as of, um, I believe, this morning. That could change again at any time. And it's getting warm, so you have to get out there early uh, to be able to catch them as it heats up during the daytime. And that's, you know, this year it's heating up a lot faster. So I think years previous it was a little easier to catch them. But it's it's getting hot, so I, I leave West Yellowstone five at 5 o'clock, and, you know, I don't get out to where the, the Slough Creek area until 7.38, and it's starting to warm up, and we're still catching them. It's getting a little harder on that movement, but they're out there still. And then wolves on a pretty regular basis, catching them out through the valley as well as they're coming and going. Been a couple different carcasses out there. Uh, something I've noticed with grizzly, well, I, I'll go into grizzly bears, so or bears in general. Let's start with grizzly bears. I have not personally caught a lot of grizzly bears down low this year. My guides have. I've got some great reports of some bears on that section between Norse and Mammoth. That that seems to have dropped down a little bit as well. And then going into Lamar, you know, most of what I'm seeing is up high. So, for example, yesterday I was out in Yellowstone, and we saw 10 bears, seven of them were grizzlies. And so you had a sow and two gubs up high over by specimen. You had uh, two sub-adults to the, to the north on some ridges. And then there was two more. I believe they were sub-adults way over uh, kind of on the Norris, Mount Norris area. And so that's typically, I haven't been, I've heard there's been a grizzly or two down low. But again, I'm not out there early enough to catch those ones. So most of the grizzlies I've been seeing this month have been been up high. And black bears, so it's been really good for black bears. Um, there's some pretty consistent bears. There's a black, well, it's, you know, you get into black bears. So you can be, a black bear can be black, brown, blonde, or cinnamon in color. And there's a, a black, or excuse me, a brown black bear, actually two of them, or maybe it's more cinnamon. You know, one of them has been hanging out kind of by the Elk Creek area, which is over by Petrified Tree. And the other one has been hanging out by the Yellowstone Picnic area in that general area. And so they've been quite a you know, show. Each of those bears have two cubs. And I always tell people, so I get out, you know, leaving West Yellowstone at 5 o'clock, driving up, and we typically don't see any bears along the way, especially black bears. I tell everybody, it seems like the black bears sleep in, and it's not till later in the afternoon on our way back out that we're usually catching the bears. Those are kind of the two main ones, but there's a couple. There was one over at Floating Island the other day, and uh, amazingly, yesterday we also caught long, one along the Madison River, which doesn't happen very often. But that just goes to show that you can see a bear or any of these animals just about anywhere. There are definitely better places to watch for them. today. You know, or yesterday I had that black bear along the river 
on the Madison. And today, right in the same area, there was a moose at the Madison. That's the first time I have ever seen a moose along the Madison River. I've heard other people seeing some through there. And this guy was, or this gal, this cow moose, she did not want to be around people. She came running across the river, came up to the road, just ran right across and kept on going, never turned back. You know, that's, I mean, that's a good report there is the moose along the Madison. But moose everywhere, other places in the park. Um, I've heard here and there in the beginning of June again, um, I saw or heard more consistent reports of a, a moose over by Round Prairie, which is the kind of by the Pebble Creek campground, but nothing in the last little while. And that's that's how it goes. And I think, again, this is a partially a pattern with the weather as it gets hot. Things are getting higher elevations. They're getting away from the heat. They're, you know, stopping earlier in the day. So that's that's the wolves. That's the bears. Um, oh, you know, I, I'm talking all about up north here. Let's go bears on the other side of the park. So grizzly bears. Um, let's go a- around Yellowstone Lake, somewhere between Fishing Bridge and going out to Teton View. is a great place to look for grizzly bears. And there's a, a sow with a cub out there and another sow and a, a boar that's going following them around. And so a couple grizzly bears out that way. Again, earlier, they were, they were pretty active, and I hear hit and miss now. And that's typically how those bears are. I don't know their exact patterns. I have some friends that know them better, but it seems like this time of year, they kind of start disappearing a little bit, um, working their way around those bears around the lake. And then, you know, as it gets later in the year, they're, they're, mo- they're, they're coming back where you see them a little later in the, in the fall time. So those bears have been active. There's been a, a black bear with two cubs, and I have not caught her yet. Again, I think it's because she's a, a little afternoon bear you know i get through that hayden valley or going through the the canyon area where she hangs out and i'm through there and down and around the lake by the time that she comes out so black bear there you know grizzly bears hit and miss through lamar or excuse me through hayden valley i uh, had a great one down low earlier this month that was originally on elk calf and then it came down and went through the valley which was nice i had some there's a hike out in hayden valley down on the south side it's not an official hike. It's just a half mile hike out that people have used over the years to go look. And I know that for a while there was pretty consistent on the, the grizzly bears out that side. And last year, I think it was a lot more consistent this year. You know, it's been hit and miss on the, on the grizzly bear out there. And there's, there's a grizzly bear specifically I'm trying to think it's a sow. So female with a single cub. And I've seen her anywhere from North to South Hayden on that, uh, west side of the road and then you know throughout uh the other parts of the park you know of course that uh canyon to dunraven over to tower is closed so nothing to report on that side and then not much you know there was a grizzly bear early on over by midway geyser basin which always happens early on and they disappear so as far as bears and the wolves through the park that's about what i have there Let's get into some other species. But before I do that, let me actually uh, share you. I love, so I love wolves. And let me share you in the counter a couple things I had that uh, on one of the tours, it was actually just this last week. So that's nice because when you're watching wolves in Lamar Valley, they have patterns. They, they use the same trails. They cross the road in the same places. And you're out there for a while. You get to know some of those areas. So we're watching um, a black wolf or a couple black wolves out in the valley. And we were parked in the spot 
just kind of more by, I knew that this is kind of where they crossed, but that day it was just where the parking was and we were watching these wolves coming through the valley. As we're looking out, you know, more to the east, also one of the guys, you know, looks behind me and says, oh, look over there. And there's this gray wolf coming and it's not far from us, but it's on a pretty steady pace. And I try to get everybody's attention that are looking these wolves far out. Say, you guys, right behind us. And that wolf came up and kind of crossed behind us. It was probably, you know, 30, 40 yards away. And it was one of those things that I was telling my people, they're like, you know, trying to decide what to do. This wolf is getting close. And I said, and this is, is my understanding. I guess this is probably not the park service, but I would imagine it's pretty close to what they would say as well, is if you got all these people and this wolf is running towards the road and everybody scrambles, you're going to do more to change the behavior of that wolf than if you just sat there and let it go. Because it was on a fast clip and it went up to the road and just crossed and it was gone pretty fast. But it was neat watching it come up. Whereas if that wolf was meandering up, stopped, looked around at everybody, it'd be like, okay, either we need to tell this wolf to go away, we need to get in the vans, the vehicles, give it some space. But the biggest thing is, you know, we're trying not to change the behavior of these animals. So in this case, where it came running up, it wanted to be away from us. If we were all scrambling, it would have changed that wolf's behavior more than just sat there and just let it let it go by. So that was a pretty neat experience, having that wolf and that cl- close proximity. And it was actually funny because one of the kids on the tours, he was, it was like, wasn't sure about that wolf coming towards us. And he went and he did a, it's almost a swan dive into the van. The door was open and he wanted to get away. I said, that's okay. Just watch real quick. And it was just a great encounter to be able to have the opportunity to see a wolf like that. And so that's, that's a, a fun encounter um, when you have things like that. And it's one of those things, often you see wolves further out, but you get to know their patterns. You know, I've always tried to set up in those areas where hey, if we hang out here, you know, you might get that wolf that comes by a little closer. There's a couple places you can do that. And to be able to see a wolf at that, uh, that close proximity, it's, it's pretty special. Um, other animals, you know, a lot of the animals are having babies. You know, the, the elk calves are here. And with the elk calves, this isn't science again. This is, I'm not a biologist, but just a general observation with me and the talk to other couple other people. And they kind of said the same thing is it just doesn't seem like I've seen the elk calves this year that, uh, I've seen in the past and, you know, I'm starting to see a few more, but, uh, I don't know what that is. And maybe it's just me in some of these areas where you see a, a herd of, you know, 20 cow elk. It's like, how come there's no calves with them right now? You know, they're born at the, usually at the, last week of May, first week of June. And so this time they should be up and around with the rest of the herd. And there's a few groups that will have some calves, but I noticed that just doesn't seem to be as prevalent as, as I've noticed in years past. And so elk are kind of all over the place They're You know, they've, I think in the May update, it was still getting that point is, you know, where are the elk along the Madison? They're definitely there. So you're driving along the Madison, the elk are out there, elk are in Hayden Valley down around the lake, uh, through Lamar Valley. So just this morning driving, you know, I don't know how many hundred or more elk that we saw on the way up through Mammoth and beyond that. So elk are all over the park now. You know, it's you have to be out early sometimes for the elk in most places. There's some places they linger out and like at Mammoth and see them throughout the day. But often it's gotten early why it's still cool to catch those those elk out. Uh, bighorn sheep, I've seen them occasionally, you know, little bit more at the the beginning of the month but now you when i'm finding them they're up high so usually the northern side of the park 
You know, I'm looking up um, high on the cliffs through Lamar. I've been pretty consistent finding them up there. Uh, along the Yellowstone picnic area stretch, you do the hike. I've heard some people that have caught them up there. I did that hike today with no luck. Um, saw some pretty fresh scat, but no sheep. So they're usually down in that canyon this time of year. Uh, mountain goats. Um, mountain goats have had them, you know, the, the sheep yesterday. No, it was today. I saw a lamb, a pie. So, you know, those are the lambs are here and the kids are here with the goats. And so we've seen goats for, or the goat kids for a little bit. And so where I'm looking for goats is any cliffs, I'll kind of just scan a little bit. So typically at uh, Pebble Creek uh, Campground, I always like to start with there because occasionally I can find the goats through there. And they were more consistent earlier. Now it's easier going out to Baronet Peak and the sun's hitting at the right angle out there on that lighting up the mountain to get uh, the mountain goats up there. And they're still consistent up there. Uh, let's see. You know, bison are spread throughout the, the park, and it's, well, throughout the park, they're kind of in their normal places, I guess, you know, along the Madison, or you're not going to see much, and not many down through the geyser basins. Um, the, really, I'm trying to think the rest of the park, I even think, you know, I guess coming in from the east entrance from Cody, you'll get some on that section as you get closer to the lake, you'll probably see some big of the big bulls and things. Um, but, you know, the main herds are going to be out in Hayden Valley and Lamar Valley and before you get to Lamar Valley. Um, so that's where, you know, you, a lot of people go down to Old Faithful and say, where's all the bison at or where's all the animals? There's nothing here. Well, you just got to be in the right parts of the park. And right now for the bison, that's typically Hayden Valley and Lamar Valley. Uh, oh, I wanted to mention, uh, well, let me finish the mammals before I get into some of the birds here. So other things, there's a couple different badger dens throughout Lamar this year. Um, one in a just a horrible place to begin with. It was right off the road. So there's kind of this, the road that goes through Lamar Valley and there's this ledge. And it was, you know, there's no place to stand right on the edge and the bison, the bison den, I'm getting tired. It's been a long day. The, the badger den was right down there at the base, you know, a little 10 foot drop. And so it just wasn't great for parking and people being on the side of the road. But now um, there's another one, and I, I went looking today, and I know a couple of people that looked at it didn't see them. But this badger den, they're big enough that uh, they could be gone already. Is over far into Lamar Valley. There's a place called the Hitching Post, and there was a, there's a badger den there with had three of them, you know, mom and the two little ones. And the other day we it was a cool day. It was a nice cloud cover, which we didn't get much of this this month, and they were just wrestling all day. I mean all day the whole time we were there we were watching 20 30 minutes and these two badgers siblings were just wrestling back and forth so that was neat so i had a couple good opportunities with badgers this month and again that's really in the northern range that you catch the badgers other other mammals of note a couple coyote dens here and there one just outside of mammoth one over by wraith falls and so those those packed up pretty fast and weren't around very long. I think a lot of that was proximity with people. And those are the big ones. You know, I had a fox out in the far end of Lamar. Aren't very foxes aren't very consistent this time of year unless you have, you have a denning place. So there are ground squirrels all over the place. No shortage of ground squirrels. And so with that, I think that's most of the mammals. If there's ever any mammals that I don't report, like, for example, the um, little girl, when I asked her what she wanted to see today, it was a, a marmot. 
And we have yellow-bellied marmots, also known as rock chucks. And so got to see a couple of those and, you know, see those um, over by the Blacktail Butte uh, Plateau Drive and then up on the Yellowstone Picnic Area hike. Uh, great places for marmots. And, you know, some of those little things like pikas or golden mantle ground squirrels and things, I don't necessarily update. But if you ever want to hear an update on a species, you know, either on the podcast or just, you know, want me to tell you, feel free to, you know, ask. But let me do a, a couple species of birds here. The first one I was excited about are the swans at Swan Lake. This area is closed, so you have cones up there. You can't go out to the lake because of nesting birds. But there is a swan, and as of yesterday, it had a single signet, which was is great to hear. Uh, last year, the swans that nested in that area, I believe the one on the nest was uh, taken by a coyote. Uh, swans, is uh, they don't naturally recolonize areas. So when we get cygnets and they, you hope they survive and they grow up in the area, because then there's a good chance they're going to come back and nest. Whereas if, you know, swans that aren't in the area or, you know, swans don't colonize new areas. So we're trying to see our populations grow. So when you have a successful nest, that's good news. So I'm going to be watching that. And I'm hoping these these cygnets grow up there and they're, they're going to make it. And it's just the beginning. You know, just um, having the swans um, hatch the eggs, you know, the cygnets come out. That's just half the battle. Now it's battling, you know, eagles is a big one. Uh, great gray, great grays were um, seen a little pretty consistent in a couple areas. You know, great grays, owls are sensitive. Probably not far hard to find where they're at in the park, but um, saw a couple of them um, over by the lake and canyon area in general are great places to, to look as you're driving. Um, other birds, you know, those are the big ones. Uh, there was a sandtail crane nest over by the Yellowstone picnic area. And I think um, they had two, as I never saw them when their furts hatched, but um, I just saw them this, this last week where they're, they grow fast and they were out walking around up. Oh, I, you know, I should uh, get back to the mammals real quick. The pronghorn, starting to see pronghorn uh, fawns all over. We had one darting around today. You know, it was like it was doing 100 miles an hour back and forth. They don't do that fast, but within a, about a week or Maybe a little less. They're as fast as any Olympic sp- sprinter. So fast little things running around. And I think um, that's really the updates that I have for Yellowstone uh, for this this month. It's it's hot. Wildlife started good, and it's you know it, it started good and it's finishing good. I was with the way that our heat has been. I've been really happy and impressed with the wildlife and the sightings we've had. And I hope to continue into July that it uh, is just as good. And I also hope it cools off a little bit. So again, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tied to Nature's Yellowstone. Thanks for listening to Tied to Nature's Yellowstone, the podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Keep up to date with Tied to Nature and Think Tank Photo on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.